special effects there special effects right happy friday night as you know i've been playing or doing shows all week as in podcasts this is like my third or fourth i don't even remember anymore but the power hat is back on because it seems like i get more ratings when i wear the hat so happy friday night this is What Does It All Mean Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lewis. What's going on? Greetings, 390 Music. Greetings, Julia. I don't have topics. I don't have complaints. But this hat is going to get hot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But what's been going on all week? what's been going on and where you guys are at I'll tell you what's been going on around here uh, I live in Orange County uh, specifically mm, like Mission Viejo type area and then the last like last like three days there's just been nothing but police activity and nothing but just just chaos around here and I don't know what it is especially right in front of my house I've seen people being just pulled over by 25 police officers with helicopters and uh, and then that was like Friday or something and then all right not Friday that was like Wednesday and then yesterday was uh, was like just another 15 cops just flying by with another helicopter so it's been interesting people are getting fed up and they're rebelling what's up Sue Greetings. Greetings. I hope everything is going well for you all. I've had a lot of time to uh, to sit back and watch some television. I watched some new Star Trek. Uh, I forget what it's called. Going Places or Star Trek something. It uh, it's great. Uh, I love the old Star Trek, so this kind of meshes with the old Star Trek and the new Star Trek. So, if you're familiar with Star Trek, Sue, uh, before Captain Kirk was the uh, commander of the, uh, or the captain of the Enterprise, there was a pilot with uh, Pike, who, uh, Captain Pike, who is a different uh, actor than William Shatner, uh, and Spock was still there, and Uhura was still there for like the the pilot. And then when the pilot got picked up, 
they came and they, they switched out Pike and they put Captain Kirk there because they said that the chemistry between Kirk and uh, Spock was better. So uh, this series kind of is before that, which is really cool because you get to see uh, Captain Pike uh, basically in Spock and Uhura. It's pretty, it's pretty fascinating, guys. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, what else has been good? I'm a big fan of Vice News, of course. I would love to work for Vice News. That is my, you know, when I retire, I'm going to start, I'm going to ask them for a job. But uh, they did this piece with uh, these gurus and these fake, fake uh, spiritual gurus. I forget what the name of the, the series is, but it's really good. And, uh, you know, you watch these documentaries, you know, and... Uh, you think that, like, by the end of these documentaries, most of these people are going to get caught, thrown in jail, and busted for some of the things that they're, they've done. But most of these people that have, you know, caused harm over the interweb or just in little cults, most of them get off scot-free, you know? Uh, for example, uh, there's this girl, I'm not going to get her name right, but it's like Teal Swan teal swan member I don't even know what her name I, I should write it down but uh, she uh, she has the spiritual you know outlook of life and she, she has all these fans like half a million fans and and uh, what Vice News reported was basically she would give you spiritual advice you know and if you were suffering and your life wasn't going well she would she would you know, she still does. She gives spiritual advice. And some of the spiritual advice was basically if you, uh, you know, if you, if you don't want to be on this planet, then, then don't, <laughs> then don't. And, uh, I guess she coached somebody into their own like suicide. And that was just shocking. And this is what Vice News reported. She, she totally declares that she had nothing to do with that, but, uh, they're, Total, there's total evidence of, of where she said to this this girl that was not in a good spot hey if you don't want to be here you're not hip to the trip then you should probably check out and those are the things that we should not say to each other so teal swan whatever your fucking name is if you watch this spiritual guru you know what you say to people when they feel like they want to check out you say hey I want to sing you a song I want to sing you a song that will make you feel better or I want to give you a hug. Or I want to give you a reason to live. Not the other way. You know, and what's interesting for me is, you know, I love Dateline. I'm talking about shows. Dateline. There's that one, like, young girl that was in high school and she coaxed her her uh, boyfriend into killing himself when he he, he had thoughts of it, but he, he wasn't going to follow through and she just kept texting him, like, do this, do this, do this. And, and he did it, and she got thrown in jail. So it's amazing to me that Teal Swan member hasn't been thrown in jail. But, you know, me, I don't want to talk shit. I just want to speak the truth, and uh, that's it. You know, I don't want to start a cult. There's no reason to start cults. Just be cool to people, right? Just be cool. All you got to do is be cool. Like the dude. 
dude's cool. Dude's not trying to recruit people. Dude's trying to relax and let the world go by. Kind of like what we're doing here. No agenda. I don't want to talk negatively of people. I just want to kind of live and appreciate the moment and appreciate everything that we have, right? I know it sounds cheesy, but at this moment, people's homes are just being, you know, destroyed somewhere on this planet. This, this, someone's house is being destroyed. <laughs> Fez E. Quile 73. That was so morbid of me to laugh, but the comment from Fez uh, says, I can't stand Keith Morrison. That is fucking hilarious. So uh, I'll tell you this. I mentioned this before. Um, you know, when you're out in the public and, like, you know, you watch something so many times, like Keith Morrison. And, and Dateline and all these things uh, and then you know you're just out in public and you see someone and you've seen them a thousand times and you don't put two and two together I used to shop in the city where I used to live and it was a certain I'm not going to name the, the store but it was a certain like uh, establishment and every Sunday I'd walk in and I would see Keith Morrison I would see him there and it didn't register at first and um, I, I would like look with whoever is with him like dude that guy's fucking familiar why don't i know him and, and then finally it, it dawned on me like that's 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 the man that's keith morrison and uh i would just and then every and we every week i would run into him this happened for years so a lot of people just acted like they didn't know him because they didn't really you know he was super undercover he wasn't he's not flashy he just wears everyday clothes so you don't really notice him he looks like everybody else but once you get close up, you're like, holy shit, that's him. That's the man. That's the legend. That's the voice. And uh, believe me, I get starstruck around Keith Morrison. And I talked about I talked about not getting starstruck on my last show. Fuck, I am starstruck every time I see Keith. I am. I'm not lying. I really am. And I'm not trying to be Barry, you know, because I don't know if you saw, uh, you know, Barry has a whole thing where he... Uh, hung out with uh, Keith Morrison. That's another show. So we're talking about television shows. If you haven't seen Barry, Barry's the best fucking show on television with like the Fawns and uh, and Barry. God damn it, I forget his name because to me he's so good, he's just Barry. Super psycho. But um, yeah, he's in love with Keith Morrison and he's in the NB NBC studios and they there's, there's a video of it where they, they meet up and you know, yeah. It's amazing that... Um, that I watch so many morbid fucking television shows, but I think it's just fascination. There was this lady that um, her job is to figure out why people kill. Like that's her whole job. And I just watched this whole episode on this guy that like killed two of his wives, and one of them he he pushed her off a you know a cliff, these mountains in the Rockies, and this lady's whole like deal was like how do I get inside this guy's head like like it, it, her whole job was like a psychological profiler to see if he was psychotic and uh she never met him but she broke him down and uh figure out his past and figure out that his dad was like super abusive and that's where it all started from and that abuse turned into control then he wanted to control things and when he couldn't control things he ended up you know basically killing them and choking the puppy 
you know? And then he ended up with his daughter and because uh, he killed both of his wives and he had this daughter and then he could finally control this daughter. But the whole job of this lady was just like to psychologically figure out this, this guy. Was he psycho or was he just out for the four million that he was collecting, you know? And obviously he was psycho. Nobody can look at the person that they love and push them off a cliff. It's not possible, you know, like it's, it's, you know, I couldn't even imagine that those kind of ideas would scare me. You know, I've had dreams where like things that I've loved have been close to cliffs and, and dropped off and I've tried to fucking catch them and not, you know, things that we love, we don't want to push off. But, uh, my whole point is her job is really cool. Uh, and so I don't think that really watching these datelines and being fascinated by, why people kill is a bad thing because I think it's almost like uh, trying to just look out too. Trying to look out. What's going on, Zephyr? What's going on, everybody? How's the uh, the kids in the astro world? How are the new kids in the astro world from the octopus? I've been trying to do this show at different times just to run into different people, you know? Like, I did, I, I opened up my camera at, like, 6.30 this morning, and it was just, like, just sat there, and it was, like, it was like I was reading my, my newspaper with everybody, you know? I hadn't put up my makeup. I hadn't put on my hat. So, at one point... I was like watching some video with everybody and I wanted to flip it around and start talking. But then I remembered I had morning breath and I didn't want you all to smell it. <laughs> Thank you for the nice hat. This is by Lone Hawk Hats. I definitely love it. It's got my third eye going. And then I got the eye up there. Of course, we've gone through it before. We know the deal. Speaking of new new things, like new episodes and new shows, thank you. Uh, new Arcade Fire is out, guys. And something like this should take out my... Uh, my show because you know they're such a big band that like the airwaves usually take it out i will be honest there's not a bad song that i've ever heard arcade fire do not one bad song i heard they have 85 songs you know how many of them are bad not one and i'm not being i'm not being super fan i'm just being a critical musician and uh the way that uh they they create canvases and, and create walls of sound and create the theatrical theatrical sounds and uh, productions like they're they're pretty much the best band out there I would say I don't think there's anybody better than Arcade Fire with or without you know the brother I, I think the brother is awesome but uh, I fucking love Arcade Fire guys so I've, not, I've not heard this, so it's fun to hear music I haven't heard when it's live. It's kind of like I'm just sitting in my room with you guys. You know what I'm saying? 
we're just we're just listening to records. You know? I don't have to talk. That's what I used to do with my friends when we were younger, you know? Put hats on, listen to music. We would, we would play guitars. We talk about what we wanted to do when we grew up. Sitting in the room with my friends was the best of times. And now look, I found a way to do it again. And I think one day we'll really have a way to, uh, what music is that you're playing? Exactly, what is that, right? It's got that emotional content, it fucking grabs you. See, we're hanging out, Fez. You're in my room right now. This is End of the Empire 1 and I think 3. That's the name of the song. This is Arcade Fire We. Just came out today, I think, or last night. I want to say today. But yeah, it's you can't go wrong with Arcade Fire. I don't care what anyone says. They're fucking amazing. You just can't. Can't go wrong. I've seen them several times. Probably about seven times I've seen Arcade Fire because every time we see them, it just seems like it's totally something different. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's uh, one of the best times I saw Arcade Fire was at Coachella, and at the very end, these huge, massive balls just came out of nowhere and covered everybody that was in the pit, everybody that was there, and then you were holding these balls up, and they all just started like turning different colors and. Then you were like under this psychedelic rave, that like this tent that they created. And while the music's still going on, they're probably playing Wake Up. You're just raving underneath these balls. And it was it was one of the best shows that uh, I've been to. I'm not gonna lie, every time. They, they, they know how to perform. What are you guys listening to now? Like, what are you into? What's some new shit that you're listening to? Tons of new music out. It's amazing. New shows, new music. It's like life started again. Besides the war, fuck. And the crazy thing is, the war is bringing back bands like Portishead and all these other bands. And it's kind of getting, you know, interesting. I know Julia's listening to Paul Weller. I know that. I've seen her awesome. Photography from um, her shows. I like Automatic. I've seen them three times. Really? Sorry, uh, Interpol. I love you so much. I love Interpol 
so much. Okay, I just added it, and then we're gonna check out what's doing. Let's do new beginning. It just works like that, you see? I downloaded that, added to the playlist, and then checking out automatic. You know, for me, when I hear female lyrics, like it's almost an instant win. The idols, I think I have them on here. Guys are so stoked by like seeing shows, like there's shows coming here, but I'm freaking out. I'm still freaked out. I'm a whip. I really am. I like this. I'll tell you that right there. I like it. I like it. Good pick, Bez. I always like when people show me new music because, you know, you become my friend that way. And that's why I sit here and try to play music because, you know, it's like interactive radio station and you get to learn. And to me, like when I learn a new song or a new artist, it's like a new connection to my brain. My hack gets more powerful, you know? I know this guy, his name's like fucking Dan the Trippy Hack Guy or something. I'm not sure if it's Dan, but he's got these hats. I think he's been on the show. He's been on the show. And he's just got this hat with all these different musicians and they've signed it all over his hat. Primus, fucking everybody. Everybody. I met him at a Sean Lennon uh, show. I should have been wearing this hat. And I thought about that. It's all about the hat. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. There's like no excuse for no good music to be coming out. No excuses. Especially with like people coming together and, you know, I think it's a new dawn for music. I think things are going to be definitely different because people have missed music. And I don't think musicians are really going to get paid anymore. But I think they're going to get the street credit more that they deserve. And sometimes street credit to me is worth fucking more than your $200, you know? So. so it's definitely a good time. I think it's time for that Roaring Twenties like everybody said. So I'll be wearing this hat all the time. The show is going to be called Hat Show. Where are you at, Fez? Where do you live? And Andy, where are you at, too? You're cool as fuck. Like, I always like your, uh, you know, your comments and everything in your posts. But I like you. I think you're cool. Okay. 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 Add idols. We're going to do this. I like it. I didn't have it. See, now I'm adding this to my shit. And later I'll add it to the playlist if I can. 
this is what it's about. Sitting around listening to music, talking about politics, talking about drugs, talking about sex, talking about Johnny Depp. I'm just kidding. But we could talk about it all. I'm in LA, no shit. For real, dude. We're neighbors. Then you know where my mission video is at. I love LA. LA's rad. I'll tell you one of my craziest stories about LA. Um, under the hat. Not much. Not not too much exciting stuff. But um, you guys are on SoCal, fucking a. So one time I was in in Los Angeles and I was playing a show because I'm sometimes I play concerts because I'm in a band. Play tones until fuck yeah. Um, and I was in like a like. I want to say like downtown LA. We just played this this bar called the Ivar, all right. And um, I was playing the Ivar, which is a pretty cool like um, show for me. We had a really great photographer that that uh, that did our shit. Uh, that you know she was she's super super popular. Uh, Wendy, I, I, I'll tag her later, but she, I was like super nervous because she was like one of the most popular, um, talented uh, photographers that I've ever worked with and kind of like Julia, when I get to London, you know, same fucking thing, you know, I'll be nervous, but it'll still be fun. And uh, so anyways, I'm nervous. We're, we're playing this show, like we everything goes well. Uh, we had Lou Lagoon, this guy, just this ripping guitar player that works for Fender now. He fucking shows up and he's doing leads. So everything's going great. I'm high on my, just high on life. And then fucking, we are going to this hotel, like close to the Ivar. And I just start walking down the street and there's just all kinds of people at like, like 2 a.m. You know, like, like LA, wherever I was, like it was some major street. It wasn't Melrose, but it was, it was close to the Ivar. And, and, and it, it was just like there's tons of tons of like people walking around and I've told this story before in here which I hate repeating stories but I was in this like little alcove and it was this like it was this like abandoned like almost movie theater type place and I, I was still in my gear from the show you know so I looked strange and I was just like kind of hanging out in the you know, in the little alcove, like I'm welcoming people into this vacant, you know, movie theater that was abandoned. And all these people were walking by kind of like, you know, not saying much, not saying much. And then all of a sudden, like, like about four or five, like, I'm just going to say gang members, <laughs> they, they, they walked by and, and like, they didn't see me at first. And all of a sudden they looked and they go, Oh shit. And they were, they were scared. Like, they were scared. Like, they thought I was, like, fucking, you know, like a vampire. They thought I was, like, Keeper Sutherland. And that's probably what I had on. I probably had some vampire shit on. I don't even know. And and uh, then they walk away, and I'm just like, this is so much fun. There's this dude playing, like, the saxophone across the street. It's now 3.30. I'm just observing people. There's less and less and less people. And then all of a sudden, these dudes come back, you know? And now I can tell that they want to kill me. And, you know, before they were scared, now they were ready to fight. 
And uh, this is the difference between 2 a.m. in LA, downtown LA, and 4 a.m. And I learned that quick. And I swear I just ran directly across the street on oncoming traffic, ran directly to where the uh, saxophone guy was, and just sat down with the saxophone guy player and just tipped him like 10 bucks and fucking hung out. And those dudes wouldn't mess with me because I, you know, was drawing too much attention around the saxophone player. Then, probably about 4.45 a.m., I went back to my hotel room. So, what's up, Brian? Living it up. Living it up. Okay, where do I go from here? I already picked some stuff, but let me see if my playlist stuff matches up with this. I've never seen... Um, I've never seen Tones on Tail, but I've seen uh, Eleven Rockets. I saw Eleven Rockets at the Enet Festival with Porno for Pyros and Lady Miss Keir in, uh, I think it was Big Bear. And yeah, it was awesome, Enet Festival. Okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. I won't interrupt it, but I'm ready. Richard Ashcroft. I think he's one of those people that's too popular too. No, I didn't. Did you? I wanted to. Anything those cats do, anything. It just looks awesome. And I think they were doing Love and Rocket songs there. So I've never seen Bauhaus which is fucking tragic and I think they're playing so but I think they'll live a very long time all of them have you guys seen the hunger what do you think was going on there it's no joke Daniel Ash Peter Murphy those dudes oh you lucky it's no joke they're they're the real deal you know, uh, and, and I got all like weird with Peter Murphy recently because like uh, he got, you know, I heard he was doing meth and he was just like kicked out of his show for being like, I'm Peter Murphy. But I'm like, fuck, well, I guess that's what rock stars do. You know, I can't blame Peter Murphy because he's fucking Peter Murphy, you know, and I think I was mad because he was on meth, you know, and to me, meth equals death. And I don't want any of my heroes to be on meth. And I think that's why I was mad. You know, it's kind of like Artie Lang. You guys know who uh, Artie Lang is. You know, yes, the hunger definitely did rock. Happy Friday, sunshines. Hell yes. I love all your posts, Mason425. It's so awesome how we get to meet each other through like our little stories and just, you know, I think, uh, I think I know people sometimes better and, and I think they know me too. That's the weirdest thing, right? Like, when someone comes up to you and you, you know you haven't seen them and like some big news has happened and you're fucking stoked to see them like my friend robert my best friend robert i'd come up to him and i'd be like dude we're we're opening for robbie krieger and he'd look at me and be like dude i know like you 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 posted on instagram i know and you're like oh like it, that's the one thing that social media has taken away from me is the whole like you know surprise and, and walking up to my fellow humans and being like I got good news you already know it I hate that strange kind of love I think that's on this playlist 
as I get older, I have to, um, yeah, it's on here. Yeah, I got this on here, version one. Thank you, Julia. She says, Julia says, I make the best music. Thank you. If you want all honesty on my music, I am very much like Michael Stipe. I can't listen to my own shit. I never will. It's very hard for me. Um, every now and then, it'll catch me off guard while I'll hear it. And if I don't recognize my own melody for a while and I don't recognize the tune, I, I'm like, fuck, who is that? And that's when it's interesting for me because then I see that I've learned the lessons of music, you know, but for me, I feel like everything that I've written is still not good enough. So I have to write uh, just, I have to continue writing. And I don't think there is a, what's the word? There is no perfect. Like, look, Bob Dylan's still writing. Bob Dylan still fucking writes songs. He's still putting out albums. He just put out a video today, like subterranean, subterranean homesick blues with like, you know, he just put out a video from like 30, 40, 40 years ago. It, it never ends. Like when you're a songwriter, it's kind of like you're writing books. It's the same thing, you know? And for me, um, you know, I guarantee Steve, Stephen King loves his earlier shit, but does he read it? No. You know, does George Lucas read his shit? No. You know, I, I, and I don't, I'm not trying to compare myself to any of those people at all because they're all fucking geniuses and I'm just the dude with the fucking hat on. So, um, for me, it's just the quest of, of trying to get better and better and trying to paint the story that I have in my mind, get it out to you guys how Peter Murphy does it in A Strange Kind of Love, you know, because when I see, when I hear A Strange Kind of Love, you know, how come, how come we knew this, Fez? How come, you know, this was on this playlist before you said it, right? This is already here, okay? Why? Because this is one of those songs. A strange kind of love. A strange kind of feeling. It's just so powerful. Swims through your eyes. It's, it's, okay. You want to hear some fucked up shit about this? Fez and, and Andy and The Hunger. It's my, one of my favorite movies. Uh, at this time, uh, when this tour was going down, I was like, I was... 11 okay and my friend Lisa Kuda she was like I'm gonna go see Peter Murphy uh, you know this tour cuts you up tour and I'm like well, I want to go I want to go and I asked my mom she said no I didn't get to go but when I was 12 then uh, the creatures with Susie came to UCI and and Lisa Kuda she talked my mom into letting me go see my first concert, which was, you know, The Creatures. But if you guys want to get super technical, the first music that I really saw was, um, live music was like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course, because they played fucking everywhere on this ramp in UCI. It was in 1988. It was the Skate Escape. Uh, and like Christian Soy, uh, Tony Hawk, I think Mike McGill, all these people were skating and, and fucking the Red Hot Chili Peppers were up there jamming. It was, it was truly rad and I was 12, you know? So, like, growing up in Southern California had its uh, pros and cons. We definitely, you know, you guys know, we've had gangs. We've had fucking, we had OJ driving through our neighborhoods, you know? We, we the 90s were fucking kind of crazy in Orange County. Things have mellowed out. But I think in saying that, like, we also had a great music scene. I think 
people really love Depeche Mode around here. Like we, we love Depeche Mode. We love The Cure. We love anything different because, you know, at least where I'm at right now, it's Orange County. We're behind this thing called the Orange Curtain. There's all these fucking just Republicans that just control everything and, and all these just straight authoritative type people. So what do you do? You know, you fucking put on eyeliner, you shave your fucking head and you have a mohawk. You put a, a, a spike to your shit like you're fucking, you know, like you're Johnny Rotten or Seditious again. You know, like you do that because you want to show your fucking rebellion. Because growing around people, growing up around people that tell you what to do all the time, you know, which is right this by the way, uh, fucking is hard. And especially growing up in Orange County, uh, it was it was super hard. And I think that's why the music scene was so big around here, you know, because people knew what real shit was, you know, and when you'd have people like Peter Murphy or the Sundays, you know, Susie or all these people coming to, you know, Bikini Kill, fucking, I saw Bikini Kill in UCI, you know, at a, at a, at a cafe, and one of the biggest reasons that I make music is because I saw Kathleen Hanna just towering over all these people at this coffee shop, just screaming her fucking head off and to me I was like this is what I want to do for a living and then uh, of course uh, I'll just let it play I'll let it play this band got back together but Julia I'll tell you this like those nice words that you say make me want to make better and better music I'm not gonna lie doing nothing and it was so boring I was just watching like I said these, these datelines and, and that whole special about that dude that pushed his shake off the, the mountain it's depressing you know and then honestly what happened uh, I saw I was just going through stupid social media and somebody posted something about like uh, some stupid meme about you know it's 2020 and they're still listening to to soft or new wave music and then that that made me post a post a picture of like a gif of mark allman you know mark allman and then the then the idea of say hello wave goodbye came on and then i was like dude i started this show one time with say hello wave goodbye and then that's how it started no more Dateline. No more Keith Morrison. Fez. Don't go get him though. 
where he shops. That's why I didn't want to name the city. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you guys for giving me the new stuff to listen to. That is dope. I like it. We might be coming to a close. Unless you guys want to talk about anything else. This is Portishead, by the way. I can listen to Hole again. I can tell you that. I've been listening to Hole again. Just because, like, you know, the older I get, the less I think that she killed him. And I think he probably did kill himself. Which sucks. That's, like, the most controversial deal of our time i think like the kurt cobain the kurt cobain is the uh like the jfk of the gen xers right it really is always will be will always be wondering and it's funny because i was hanging out with one of my friends and i was it was justin and and uh i was doing the show and i asked him the same thing and you could just tell that he wanted to he wanted to have the right answer you know, but as I get older, I, I feel that, you know, when people are on serious drugs, and especially at the end of, you know, that dude's life, he just seemed like he was not doing well. But, you know, I even said it, I was like, none of us want to admit that our heroes can ever fall, you know, and I think that's where the scapegoat of Courtney Love comes, you know, where we're just like, had to be. It had to be her scapegoated so we don't have to believe that, you know, our hero, our savior is, is dead. You know, I think that's kind of it. So, it's really hard for me to listen to Nirvana still, but I can start listening to Hole again. And this is one of my favorite Hole songs of all times. So and we might be ending the show if you guys don't have anything else to say. best photos Julia and when we get over to London I saw one of my friends are going over to, to Europe this 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 week I forget what band but I was like oh god that was kind of out of context for me I didn't think that was ever gonna happen again but it looks like people are traveling people are doing it again you guys for tuning into what does it all mean podcast this has been another episode i hope you guys have a great night i'm gonna take the hat off put it on ET.
Alright guys, you have a good one. Me and ET are out.